another episode of A-Game Talks. I'm your host, Ahira Foster. Today, I have with me a very, very special guest in the A-Game studios. He is currently the IKF Northern California... Light welterweight champion. Light welterweight champion. Thank you for completing that sentence, Yeah, dog. I got you. Jabril. Bro, I appreciate you for coming in today, bro. Appreciate you for having me, man. It's a cool opportunity for me and you. Hey, so let's get this started, man. Let's go. So first of all, how did you first get started in martial arts? Bro, honestly... I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Martial arts, I feel like, has just been a part of my life, like, forever, man. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, being in a Muslim background, again, I'm Muslim, uh, born and raised Muslim by a Arab and Indian dad. So, it's always, being in the masjid and just being uh, connected to, like, the Muslim community has always been part of my life. Now, in the Muslim community, we have something called sunnah, which basically means that uh, if you do an act that Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, did in his life, it's like extra rewards or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's called sunnah. And wrestling is a sunnah because the prophet used to wrestle. Okay. So being in a Muslim community, wrestling was just always there. Yeah. Being as a kid, we go to Sunday school, lunchtime, we wrestle. We wrestle the teachers, we wrestle each other, we wrestle the brothers because it's separated by gender. So it's like there's no awkwardness. It's like a little little uh, boy scout group or whatever in Sunday mm-hmm. school. And then we all just wrestle each other. And this is, you know, that's just part of my part of my life. And then just... The action of fighting and moves and stuff, all that during as a as a kid, man, it just got me into it more. I don't know, martial arts has just always been there. Yeah, and then so I remember this was a little bit off record. So you started at the age of nine. Yeah. Um. So I would have started earlier too, man. But so I I grew. I was born with. I was born with a lot of allergies, and oh, wow. that triggered that really bad asthma. I also had spina bifida, and all this stuff. So. Being, like, into martial arts, my mom was just so, like, worried about it because she's had medical issues with kids in the past and all that and all that, right? So, my mom didn't let me start for a while. It wasn't until my asthma kind of died down. I got a little more athletic because of basketball and mm-hmm. soccer and all that. I got a little more athletic. I could kind of, you know, hold my own in an athletic environment. For sure. So, my mom let me start at nine years old. There was um there was a dojo down, down like, a less than a mile from our house, right? It's called Pounding M2. It just said karate on it. I was like, that's fighting. I want that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we looked it up online, and she was like, all right, look, we can get registered right now. And at first, I was really scared because I had read books about fa- fighting, and my idea was like, bro, this is going to be like samurai school. This yeah. is going to be like a sensei in there with a wooden sword beating yeah, the shit yeah. at you're, talking about, you're talking about like uh, some old school practices. Yeah, bro. I, did, I, was, I was ignorant, bro. I didn't know martial arts sure. in America was so... Uh, I'm not gonna say soft, but soft. It's yeah. it's essentially uh, you can see the difference yeah, between yeah, like for, versus like Wing Chun training back in Japan's in BC, BC whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Versus you know Taekwondo in Hayward. You <laughs> 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 stupid, bro. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, I came in with this expectation of it being like this, um, this dojo in the Young Samurai, right? Mm-hmm. It's a book series I liked as a kid. So I was like, man. I'm again my ass whooped. I'm yeah. good, right? I started catting out. But my mom brought me. My mom brought me anyway. Like, she was like, but, you know, you said you wanted to do it. Just be a man. Follow through with your work, right? I was like, ah, well, fine. I was crying on the way there. Got in the dojo. Right? Wipe my tears off. Let's go, right? I don't like crying in public. I was a crybaby as a kid, too. But I, I did not like crying in public. Right. So I got, in, I got in this place, and I'm like, bro, this shit is lit. This fucking, there's just lines of kids with, like, belts on. Fucking, us, us. Oh, it's fucking hitting like these uh, blocks and hitting blocks or hitting uh, moves, being in a stance. I was like, bro, this looks so dope. This looks like the Kung Fu school and the Karate Kid. Yeah, I yeah. was like, man, this is so dope. Right, get me in there. Get me in there. Got in there. Um, but then 
what threw me off was um the key eyes that they had at first. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little funny how the little kids were sounding with like American accents. High pitched voices. Yeah, high pitched voices, um, like American accents. It just sounded so wrong. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, uh bro, yeah. I, was, I started laughing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Once I got my mind together and started ignoring everything else and kinda got into my rhythm, I started loving it, man. I just started it was the first place I think I really tried at anything. School school was like really kind of easy for me at that point. I was only like fifth, what fifth grade, right? So I was, I mean, I was more or less just you know sailing through sailing through school, right? So mm-hmm. right here I'm like, oh man, this is like a new type of zone. I just block out everything and I just do my thing, right? right? And it was yeah, man. From there it just kind of took off. A couple couple weeks from then they put me into competition school. Um, well, so you excel that much? No, I was going off, man. All you got to do is try. To be honest, like all the kids, like it's that simple. Yeah, it's, it's really, it really is. I don't think I was more athletic than nobody there. I wasn't more flexible, more explosive. I just tried. I just, I just yelled. I tried to yell my loudest when we ki. I tried to punch the hardest when we hit the bag. I tried to make it look as much as cool as a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I just did that every single day that I came, and I just kept on doing it. And eventually, you, you, someone views me as a prodigy. I'm like. Not really. I kind of just did more. I just had more action. Wow. So, okay, so kind of like capping all that together, right? So you don't have to be the most a- most athletic individual. Hell? Not the most flexible, but the most heart. The most... Yeah, the, the, just do, the bro, most The most action. Just do. Just do and have like some type of goal in mind. I was literally trying to copy movie characters, man. <laughs> bro, none of that is realistic. All the shit you see in the, in the movies, the yeah. um, perfectly choreographed fights, it doesn't happen like that, but I had something to chase for. You gotta have something to start with, man. For like, sure. Nothing, nothing's perfect, for sure. But So I started coming up as this prodigy or whatever after mm-hmm. a couple years. So you're supposed to stay for like a couple belt promotions until you get into competition school, right? A couple weeks in, they just send me in there, right? And I'm like, my fuck, bro. I'm a white belt. And now it's getting into my head. Now I'm a little bit of an airhead. This mm-hmm. little, I'm like, bro, I'm fucking, I'm fucking sick. And the grandmaster's son beats the shit out of me, bro. My my friend Jonathan, he's one of my closest friends now, and he he taught me a lot of a lot of shit that I know right now. He was my private instructor, bunch of all that. Mm-hmm. But at first, he was just uh, you know, another black belt at the at the dojo, right? right. And he was also the grandmaster's son, so. He had to be a little charismatic for the dojo, for business and all that. So mm-hmm. he was he was just another dude at the gym. I mean, at the dojo. Sorry. But he humbled me because I was sparring with other people and they would be going kind of light and shit. And I would expect to get beat by some people. I wasn't too busy, uh, worried about it. But I was known for having some freak strength. All right. I would just punch as hard as I could every time we would hit the black belts and stuff for drills and shit i would punch as hard as i could in the belly pan i would be dropping people and it was kind of funny to see like a 10 year old nine year old do that shit yeah yeah and and so i made a joke while we was lining up for sparring i'm like bro do i have to show control against you i was talking to the, the grandmaster of black belt this what are you doing first of all right. I, I would never do that right now so i was talking to this black belt and i also didn't know that jonathan was exceptionally athletic mm-hmm. and one of the best black belts in that dojo at the time still probably is just a natural talent in, in martial arts right yeah and this girl looks at me, he's, she says, he's going to beat the shit out of you. I was like, whoa, that never happened before. No one's insulted my martial arts up to that point. Right. And so I'm like, fuck, wait a minute. I don't know if I can fight. So we got to do <laughs> psychologically then. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. I just realized the only fights I've ever been at was like at school or at the park or some shit. I'm like, I'm about to spar with this trained dude. 
But fuck it. That was like a small negative thought in the back of my head. I still, still thought I was a shit. Nope. Fuck my shit up. Uh, happened a bunch of times with a bunch of black belts. A bunch of people just kept whooping my ass. Right, every every right. Friday we would have um uh, competition school or competition class. A couple hours. One hour of forms and one hour of sparring. Every sparring session. It would just be so much fucking better, man. Sure, it was sure. so... The gap looked way bigger than I could have possibly, you know, try to leap over. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty overwhelming. But fuck, I stuck, stuck to it somehow. And that's what's up, bro. I think one thing is, right, what do you think about you know, people that come into the gym now? Like, you know, you joining Mace and stuff like that, and we'll get into yep, it yep. when you start joining. What do you think about people getting the, um, the ego beat out of them? Man, I think it's kind of funny because that's at the point where... If they stay after that, they're staying for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. So every time Yoko and Ivan, are, um, our coaches for the podcast, um, every time someone new comes in, a lot of times what they do, they'd be like, how many months do you think before they leave? <laughs> that's Dead ass. You know, they, they told Phil, the other champ, um, that he would be like six months or something. But thank God he stuck through. But yeah, you can judge, judge a person by if they come in all hot-headed, big old shoulders, <laughs> chest puffed up and all that. You can be like, man, you are not going to last when you see that you're not all that. Right. When you're humble enough to accept that you're not all that and you ain't shit, nothing can stop you. Because you got nothing to prove. Yeah. That's I mean, you got nothing to lose as far as uh, your image. That's facts. That's actually, I remember when I first joined up with Mace back in like, what, November 2018, something like that. Something like that. Um, I walked in there and Roman was introducing me to everyone, right? I remember I was always trying to come with the best humility, no ego whatsoever. Yeah. And that's just not just no, my you're personality. you're a humble dude, bro. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, bro. But... I was just like, look, I'm here to learn as much as I can. And then I never want to be that guy coming in there because the thing is, understand that you look at other gyms that can beat the shit, that beat that out of you. Mm. Now you're talking about real humility. Like, damn, bro, I'm really not that. Bro, really. And it never stops no matter mm-hmm. how good you get. Bro, mm-hmm. Phil beats my fucking ass, bro. Like right. it, like it's still day one. Right. Sometimes it's just his night and he just bops my shit all night and I mm-hmm. can't land shit, bro. And it's like, man... You, it's like there's no such thing as a good fighter anymore because sure. one night someone could win another night someone could feel like a, they have a stomach ache and no one knows so it's yeah. like no one's better than nobody in the fight game it's just who lands what Man. so it's who who's who's good in those few minutes no that's actually huge that you that you're talking about that you remember that movie with the al pacino every every any given sunday Mm-mm. No, so, sir. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of an older movie. I think it's right. way way beyond your time. Yeah, I'm but, 17, bro. <laughs> but I'm 24. Anyways, okay, it's not the point made me feel right. old, bro. <laughs> but essentially, it's like any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday in terms of football that I can mm-hmm. say in this best comparison is that any team can be any team. No, no, for real. And so you're talking about any any given night, any fighter can come out and perform. Like I remember yeah. one time, I was able to hold my own in a boxing with boxing, right? Yeah. With like going against you know what some of our old te- our own teammates. But anytime I'm fighting you, <laughs> it's like wow, it's like he's my guy, bro. Like anytime yeah. I'm like like I'm gonna say this past Friday night, right? You know, you gave me a nice little right hook. I'm like, where the fuck did that come yeah, from? That's hella funny. And it was, bro, fast. I, I was thinking about that. Your hands move like a boxer. It's not necessarily when you're punching your little tense. Not Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to get relaxed. Yeah, yeah, that's but, what coaches keep on saying. Yeah, but your hands move just the way that they flow in your guard. I was like, this this dude boxed. This dude, I I, I was like. Because I was just thinking, I was like, man, his hands look exactly like Roman's. The build, I don't know, the build of your arm structure or something or the way they moved. I was like, man, those look exactly like Roman's hands when he's boxing. Man, appreciate, appreciate yeah, that, no, no, bro. So, bro, you got places to go if you stick with this. Man, I'm, I'm definitely trying it out. Because the thing is, like, I've, like you guys said before, right, when you guys make the comparison about 
who's going to, how long do you think uh, they're going to stay at the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to come to Mason and be like, look, dude, I did this for a little bit, now I'm dropping it. Like, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. essentially give myself, I, I said this to my girl, right? I give myself two martial arts because of how much it's tra- um, transforming my life. And yeah, yeah. Confidence, how I carry myself, always, you know, thankful, you know, for, like, the opportunity yeah. to be able to train, but, you know, be able to go to school, being able to go to work, you know. Yeah, that's really, that's really the difference between, like, a fighter and a martial artist, man. Right, right. Someone who's, like, sub- submitted to discipline and, you mm-hmm. know, self-respect and all that. It's, like, almost a code, an unwritten code. Like, so, whatever, yeah. Bushido, whatever, uh, more specific, is, like, more specific, but just an unwritten code or whatever you call martial arts, right? Right. Or a fighter, someone, any any meathead could get into the pros in MMA. You just got to hit hard. Yeah. You just got to hit people often enough. But that's not a martial artist. That's a fighter. Man. Oh, man. I like that comparison. Because, like, yeah. let's, let's, let's kind of dive in a little bit more into that comparison, right? Because mm. as we talked about the fight game. I remember um, this is actually last weekend. We went to go get food at um, at Thai Canteen over in Sacramento. Okay, right? sure. And it's one of my favorite Thai restaurants. That I, I even went on there my second date yeah, with my yeah, girl. Yeah. So... But the thing is, the 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 fighter that fought right before um, Philip was actually there with his family and his teammates. Oh, really? So, oh. Um, uh, his name uh, is Brian. His name is Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who fought Kenny. Yeah, the, yes, yeah, yes. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, out, Coach Alex was saying that, um, the guy who fought Kenny, Anthony, um, beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, I, I remember going up to him, right? And then the thing is, when you see his face, right, how focused he was in the ring, like, I was like, bro, that's not someone to mess with. Yeah, but no, it, for real. It's not. But when I met him, I was like, "Yo, congratulations on on your on your win, blah, blah this and that." He's a different and then person. He's huh? a different person. He was like, he's limping too, bro. He was yeah, limping, he's hobbling he was, around and smiling. And smiling, and bro. He was like the nice, like, "Yo, bro, thank you so much." He even shook my girlfriend's hand. Like, yeah, no, no, that's a martial artist. That's a martial artist. Yeah, and I saw the camaraderie, like even from different teams. You know, like you guys, how Ivan was interacting with other people from different yeah. gyms, and because you guys know, you don't see him often, but when you guys go to the expos or those fights. It's just like, yo, it's good seeing you, you know? It's nothing yeah, but love. You, you should see, day. like, the glow of respect on, like, a martial artist's skin, right. right? They should be one of the most respectful people that you meet because they're humble. Because yes. they, they got their ass beaten up mentally, physically, spiritually, all that. Mm-hmm. They they realize that they're not nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not insecure because they're, you know, they can kick ass. They can kick <laughs> ass. Essentially, they can kick ass. And, like, so from where... So when did so kind of going from like how like your experience with not doing the the karate karate studio in Castro Valley? Yeah, right? yeah, Kempo. Kempo. Yeah. Okay. So um, when did you first join Mesh? Mesh when I was fourteen, I think. Um, I been, I was wanting to do Muay Thai for so long, man. We did a little Muay Thai at a at Palin too, mm-hmm. but nice. I, there just wasn't. I felt like Palin. I'm not gonna disrespect the dojo at all, but uh, I just felt like there wasn't the same energy that I was giving around me mm-hmm. because. The stu- a lot of the students there, they went. They didn't have another goal. They all they was into something else. They just did this kind of on the side, maybe get a black belt for the college applications and shit like that. And it was yeah. kind of, I was just like, I'm not really feeling that. Mm-hmm. There was a few, a few select people that I loved hanging out with there that, you know, had a had the vibe of a fighter and a martial artist to him, sure. which was um, the Grandmaster Sons. Both of them legit fighters and martial artists, especially JoJo, the older one. He trains at AKA now, I think. But he Oh wow, down in SJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so legit fighters, there was Sifu Mayner, Sif um Sifu Nels, all legit fighters. And I love being around their company, but I was like, Man, the majority of the population that I'm here is just not the right environment. Mm-hmm. It's not martial it's not fighters here. There's the students in a class where you get belts, not right. where you learn a discipline. And I didn't really like it. And there was just less and less sparring and more focused on katas. And I was just, I was like, man, I'm, I got into this for a contact sport. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was, I was hungry. 
Yeah. I, was, I was hungry for um, living more like I wanted to and how I pictured it would be like a movie. Right, right. I just wanted to live more like that. And then, so my eldest brother, Michael, or Mikael in Arabic, um, he recommended a couple of gyms. He recommended CSA. Mm-hmm. And he recommended Mesh. Oh, and then, out in Dublin. Yep. Yeah. So a couple, a couple of good gyms in California, right? The the top gyms. And he's he's been he's trained at all the ones he recommended, right? So went to CSA. A similar vibe to Palin, almost. There was much higher energy though, much higher energy. I did like it a lot more. I liked it there a lot, but it just the there was just uh, a huge crowd and all that, and it mm-hmm. just felt like um, they were babying me when I came in there. Now I came to Mesh. All right. Mesh, tiny in comparison to a lot of the facilities, right? Right. I got up in there, Joel. Do you know? Do you know who Joel is, by the way? No, I don't know. All right. I think one of the mm-hmm. buffest, rippest black dudes you'll ever meet in your life, bro. Straight up black least, man. And I'm, I walk up in there on a Saturday morning. Dude comes out with a tank top. I'm like, oh my. That's that's intimidating like, right there. I was like, this right? is what it is. Like, this is a samurai school. I fucking found it. But right. at that time, I got a little tougher. So I was like, fuck, this is cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna walk in. Say, all right, let me take you to my coach. Fucking walk in the office, and it's Coach Alex. Coach Alex, man, big ass Mexican dude. <laughs> fucking Yo, bro, huge he's all, bro. He's huge in every aspect. He's huge yeah. in every aspect, man. He's just six foot something. Pause, by the way. Huge in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, just <sighs> big ass, big ass arms, bro. His legs looked like tree trunks, man. It was a scary looking motherfucker. But I got up in there. I was like, oh, man. Nah, this is legit for show, right? This mm-hmm. is legit for show. So I signed up for the first three classes. And then I got there. And the next time I come is a Friday. I did not know Friday was sparring day. And Coach Alex wasn't there. Coach Alex, when he told me when I left on Saturday and mm-hmm. with the schedule and all that, he told me I probably wouldn't be sparring. Just come in, bring your gloves and all that. And we'll probably have you work on a bag, some, 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 right? Yeah. I get there on Friday. Uh, Coach Ivan is there. Coach Ivan hears about my experience with Kajra Kembo and decides, fuck it, throw, that, throw him up in the adult sparring class. And I'm just like, shit. At the age of 14. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, bro. All right, All right. Yeah. I was, I was like, kind of hyped. I'm like, man, this is it, man. We we get to go. And at that point, I actually knew how to fight pretty decently by then. Because right. you already had five years experience. Yeah, Palin wasn't, uh, don't get me wrong, the, with the whole environment and all that. Palin taught me how to fight pretty high, right, man. Like, I had already been in some what they call a continuous sparring because mm-hmm. there's like point fighting the continuous sparring it was basically Muay Thai without low kicks right right and so I had a little experience already you know I had a little bit of boxing here and there I, you know I knew, I knew kind of how to fight I was already a black belt so and a black belt test is just Muay Thai mm-hmm. and you just fight every black belt in the dojo oh dang okay. yeah it's the worst round robin <laughs> of your life just fresh black Man, that's I think that's like the most legit thing that Palin ever did to me, man. That right. black belt test was tough, bro. So you're talking about the testing your conditioning, and uh, t- testing your heart, your yeah, testing your testing your IQ a lot. Mm. You do not. I gas myself, bro. And I got my ass beat for that. When you gas yourself and there's just fresh black belts coming after you every fucking round for like two hours, man. It's not fucking fun, bro. And then they do two, bro, hard. We're going to go off on a tangent. But they start doing two-on-ones and then three-on-ones for a couple rounds, man. That black belt test was something else, bro. But anyways, I, I had all the, I had this, I had this much of experience. Right. I, um, I, I did my rounds. I got my nose buddy here and there for sure. So I had a little experience this sparring, bro. I got paired up with Anthony fucking Toe, and this, <laughs> Anthony Toe, Anthony uh, fucking Toe. To bring to the listeners, Anthony Toe is actually one of um, our second interviewers from Mage. 
that yeah, has um, won four ti- uh, four titles, four right? titles, something like that, four or five belts, man. Yeah, four or five belts. So he's him himself is just a, just a fucking this, this this is Anthony Toe at like he's going towards his peak fight fight shape, right? He's in shape, he's fine, and this is a beginner point fighting. Oh, so this is 2017. 20... This is yeah, 2017, something like that. I don't know, some few years back, three four years back, right? And 14, 14 year old. I go up there, Fernando, Fernando's leading the sparring session like he usually did, and he was like, all right, now you get to box, right? I'm like, okay, cool. I know how to box. I don't know how to low kick and shit. I can box these motherfuckers. Anthony, I've never been so thoroughly beaten so effortlessly, bro. He boxed the shit out of me, man. I would, all I could remember was brown gloves and like this fucking marshmallow of an Asian dude just <laughs> swerving around. Yeah. I couldn't touch, I couldn't touch dude. I was missing everything, and he was popping me, basically with his eyes closed, just dazing off, just do 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 boop 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 boop, move move move, boop do boop, and then I was like, man, he's making a beat on my face. He's like, he's yeah. doing a drum set on my shit. And I was you know like, the man. funny, the funniest thing about Anthony, right, fighting him because I remember sparring against him back in December. Yeah. He has this look in his face. Yeah, and he's just super focused, and each person has that. But when I see Anthony, I was like, with his hair, like long hair down on his yeah. face. In his in the podcast, he's like called an Asian, like the Asian, Asian sensation. <laughs> Not the Asian sensation. Oh, the Asian it was the Asian cat boy from uh, the Grudge. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So his hair down on his face, <laughs> okay. and he's like, bro, he looks super focused. And again, essentially, that's what he is. But it's just like, like, dude, you alright? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, yeah, because Anthony, that comes from, that comes from losses he's taken. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, it puts his different type of darkness in you when you lose for sure when you, when you lose and you're trying that hard to win mm-hmm. and like that's just with you for the rest of the rest of your life man yeah. it's, it puts a dark space that you can get into that's actually useful for sure for sure so then so you were you boxed and then what was the next one so you did a round of boxing okay all right so we did a few rounds of boxing and i was with anthony toe for like most of it because he was in, it was one of the vets so uh he was like the most controlled phil wasn't as controlled even though he was a vet but anthony was really controlled so they had fernando go with, um put him with me so that they could judge where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, getting my ass beat. Like, four or five rounds. All right, break, water. Uh, my mom was like, you good? I'm like, this is fucking cool, yeah, man. I was yeah. like, so no matter how tired bro, you were, I was like, like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. I was like, I mean, actually, I didn't say that excited. In my head, I was excited. But I told him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just, uh, I'm just a little sweaty and all that. Cause at Palant, actually, for the last couple months I was there, there wasn't as much of a workout there no more because a lot of my time was spent on... Uh, like training younger kids and all that, and just being more of an example. Yeah, and I was just giving back at that point, right? And there wasn't enough people, you know, my age to keep on sharpening whatever, right? Sure. So, anyways, so I was like, all right, I'm cool, I'm good. He's like, he's like, it's, it's just a good workout. All right, I'm good. I get back in there. We start, we start Muay Thai, right? Just body shots, Muay Thai, though. no, mm-hmm. no headshots. And I'm with um, this chick named itself. She used to be there when uh, when I first came. Bro, she hit so fucking hard, man. Dang. Bro, and she was good. It was so frustrating that she was good. I did not like that shit at all. I never got my ass beat by the chick before, bro. Right, right. Ah, man. I was landing some shit, too. I wasn't no joke, still. But I was landing some shit, but I was like, man, this is... Everyone's good. There's no break here. What the fuck mm-hmm. is, like... As, at Palin, sometimes there'd be kids who came in every few months or something, like, or once a week, some shit like that, right? So there, there'd be some kids in your class that you spar with who are not as good as you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd spar a good person, a couple rounds of some people I can kind of take a break on almost. Yeah, Every sure. round, I was like, bro, there's nobody here that's worse than me. It was so frustrating, man. Then I got with a, 
Adele, this little motherfucker, bro. So you're three years older than Adele, so that's when he was like eleven at the time or something like that, right? Or I'm two years older than I think. Um, so yeah, twelve, twelve. I think he was twelve. And right? then there, because Odell's there since he was like nine. Right? Yeah, he been there a long time, right. man. So, so that was like so kind of the youngest, so the youngest ones of the group were yeah. basically finally battling it out. Yeah, How man, did that go? I was. Man, it was good. Actually, you know who I sparred first? I sparred um, Eric's son, Andre, man. Andre's really good, too. This was when he was fighting during, like, the PKBs and all that. Adele was still uh, on the main floor with the kids. But I was sparring Andre, and I felt like I was doing good against him because mm-hmm. I was like, bro, someone's kind of like my speed a little bit. I didn't know Andre had a karate background, so we kind of moved similar, and I, right. could read his, oh, okay. I could read his movements a little better. I wasn't conscious of that, but... So I was doing well against him. I'm like, fuck, this is cool. And they, Andre and Adele switch. Andre goes down to the main floor, calls up Adele. He's like, yo, this kid is good, right? Sends Adele up there. And Adele, I did not know I knew Adele. I knew Adele when he was little. And then I didn't see him for a lot of years. And I met him again at Mage. He looked really familiar. I didn't recognize him, though, because he was fat as a kid and had long hair. <laughs> yeah. And now it's this buzz cut skinny kid who just fights, right? Yeah. And so he comes up there. I'm like, man, this kid's face looks so familiar. Like, so just friendly that's all i could remember just mm-hmm. a friendly memory somewhere in the past i couldn't remember who it was i found that out like a year later to be honest but anyways so adele comes up there and adele is he did not have the same style as he's doing right now he's more of a like a uh he has a lot more thai mm-hmm. traditional thai techniques now i see that where he used to just be a fucking slugger bro and i was okay with head movement because i was like i was always like a gnat you couldn't really catch me i would move way too much right 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 yeah you're that, just, that now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're that you now. should bro you should have seen me in the beginning it was really annoying and it wasn't even a good style i would just move so fucking much mm-hmm. but he, adele had like one right hand and it was, it was just a bomb shot i saw it coming all the time and i'd be slipping i'll be like oh it was like bro i never like i didn't slip punches at pound really because it would be like point five and you touch and you stop mm-hmm. i wasn't really slipping i'd like lean back here and there but i wouldn't really you know challenge across and like slip it right yeah for sure and I was doing that. I was like, bro, this is cool as fuck. So me and Adele was going, having like a, it was like the time of my life sparring with Adele. Because mm-hmm. it was a brawler. It was just a brawler. And I felt like, I was like, bro, this is cool. This is like a movie. Yeah. So spar with them. Then I'm sparring with fucking Philip, bro. Philip, if you hear this, fuck you for going that hard on me on my first <laughs> day, bro. That's funny. Bro, oh my God. He wasn't going that hard with his hands, but he got me with his left kick in the right rib, bro. I'll never forget that shit. Oh, remember, bro, that's where the liver is. Bro, I was like, man, I'm not gonna fucking drop. <laughs> I was like, man, fuck that, bro. You gonna... I, I, I seen this ripped, uh, white-skinned looking, I don't know what culture he was, Asian-looking dude <laughs> with some tattoos. He looked like he looked like the fighter in movies, man. Yeah, with, some, yeah. with some tattoos. That skinny dude in the MMA cage who would fuck people up. That's why I pictured him as. Like, from Here Comes the Boom, he looked like the villain and shit. I was like, I was, dead. bro, that, that Irish, the, the one with the Irish shorts or whatever, forever, whoever knows that man, that, that one skinny white dude, I was like, man, it's him. I was like, it's the fucking, it's the fucking fighter that I'm right, supposed to right. be, basically, in my head. And I'm going with this dude, and he's fucking me up. We're going full Muay Thai at this point, head, uh, except elbows. We're going basically full Muay Thai, headshots, everything. He's going hard, man. Fernando keeps telling him to lighten up, but... It's since I'm a new guy and I was kind of holding my own a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't really care too much. He was like, "This is kind of just cool to watch." I, yeah. I, I he was like, he just kind of let us go a little bit, and Phil hit me with that kick, man. Man, that she just traumatized me. I was like, man, I've never been hit so hard before. Where I thought I might not be able to continue right now. Like I, ne- I never had that feeling before in point fighting. 
or whatever. You get winded, but you know you can kind of get up. At that point, I'm like, bro, if he hits me again, I'm done. Yeah. If he yeah. hits me the same way in the same spot, I'm I'm not. And I'm which not kid, fighting that what kicks were, was he getting with? Because you said he got he got you with the left switch kick. Yeah, yeah, he got me a left left. Uh, he I think he let it up with his cross, his pendulum. Fuck his fucking. He still uses it today. Uh, I hope I never get kicked by that shit again. Fucking pendulum step after a right cross. So he'll he'll right cross step through with his right leg. And then from, so he steps through with his right leg, he's in a southpaw at that point, and then throws that left kick off and gains range with that little step, right? So he'll kick, he'll punch, step, and then kick. So I backed up a little bit, thought, thinking all I was going to dodge is a punch, he's going to back off. Mm-hmm. And my hands was really wide out because I was a point fighter. I didn't know how to have a solid guard. Like keep it in. Yeah, we wouldn't have to guard because right. if you get hit, even in the guard, it kind of was a point. There's no really point of having to guard. Yeah. We would just parry and move, and that's it. No shell, no nothing. So my shell was really weak. He got to my rib, flush, bro. It was just a solid kick, perfectly placed on the last rib, on that floated rib. And I, I, I could not think of nothing else but just don't drop, man. I was like, I just can't drop here. This is my first day. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna look like uh, the character in the Young Samurai book yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who just got fucked up, who got fucked up in the middle of class. I was like, nah, nah. And then after, after I left that day, and then, bro, at the end of the sparring session, it threw me off how, how happy they were. They were all fucking excited and she was like, bro, this yeah, Adele came up to me. He's like, man, you gonna be training here? You gonna be training here? I'm like, he was like, bro, I thought I just fought you. Like it was a fight in my head. Like mm-hmm. we fought, bro. Why are you so happy with me? And if yeah. and feels like, man, he's like, good shit. And Anthony's like, man, real good shit, bro. Like you did your you did your thing. All that coach was praising me and all this. I was like, bro, I'm not leaving until I beat both them these ass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not leaving here. And and what was cool to me about the gym in comparison to, like, CSA and all that, it was, like, just, like, it was smaller and kind of, like, a family feel, you know? Because mm. I grew up in, um, there was a Muslim school in San Leandro, Muslim-ish school. It was founded by Muslim called Fame that shut down. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but, mm-hmm. but it was it's next to that church off the freeway. So, it was a really small school, like, a couple hundred students from yeah. K to 8th grade, right? Right. So, I was always used to a really small community, a tight-knit community that wasn't, like, more than, like, 50 people you had good connect or 60 people you had close connections with. For sure. You would always see, it would either be like at home, my siblings, the small group of people I have connections with, that much did. Couple friends that I had good connections with. And then at school, I had my group of friends, my class, my class of like 20, 24 people or something like that. That's that's people I got connections with, right? right. So it's always a small little community. At CSA, it kind of felt like there was way, way too many people. I felt like I was in college or some shit. I was right, like, nah, right. I'm, I'm good. So I went to Mason. I'm like, bro, these are legit fighters in a small nigga community. This is home, and I was just and from there. I just stayed, and then I'm never leaving. Fuck that. <laughs> the rest is history, bro. And yeah. I, I love the fact that you brought that up. You're talking about how you've been used to a small community all all your life, yeah. right? From family to you know from your schooling, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's with Mace, and it obviously since you've been there now, man. How would you like say how did Mace really direct you in your life and moving forward? Man. How Mace it's so directed me. Um, all right, let me separate Mace from martial arts quick. How did Mace itself? The people there, man, it's crazy. They're some of the biggest mentors of my life at this point, man. Phil, Phil's always just been. He's never been one. If he has advice to tell you, he'll tell you, and he'll notice and he'll be able to straight up with you like always from the jump, and he'll be like. I'd be after a sparring session or something. I'd be like with my head down a little bit if I got my ass beat. Anthony would be like, man, real good shit. I would be like, real, real good shit. Phil would be like, hey, man, you got caught with that cross, guy. You mm-hmm. don't want to do that again. Right. You want to move your head after your combos. I'd be like, fuck. 
Alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Phil, Phil Phil would always be real with me, so he was always like um he always kinda portrayed like an older brother figure. But sure. and, but also my older brothers was going there, Solomon and Jaws was going there too. So, you know, it was like my families were like combining together and there's like, like this is new community and it was yeah. really cool. So every I was always used to being the youngest and taking advice from people, so I had no problem with being the youngest there. I was sure. again, I was fourteen in an adult class, and it's the same thing of being fourteen with my siblings. And you're still cons- like mm-hmm. even now, like you're still considered the youngest. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, but, I'm still the kid. But man. you're still the kid. But the thing is, now it's to a point where you're teaching me, right? I'm 24. You yeah, know, I've been doing since yeah. like 23. You know, I maybe seem like a little old and shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you being 17, bro, you like you've taught me a lot. In terms of like from pad work I'm to be on the bag, yeah. and then like I, I attribute a lot of my growth and more ties. Yeah. Because of I you, mean, bro. take some credit yourself, bro. You learn faster than most of the people I know. Appreciate most that. all the people I know. It's, there's like a lot of mental barriers that people have coming into martial arts, but it comes to you like, like naturally, man. I'm almost scared. Every, every, <laughs> you said that. every time a new person comes in with natural talent, I'm like, fuck. If they decide tomorrow that they want to be the best fighter in the world, now I have someone to deal with. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's funny, bro. But I appreciate that. Uh, that yeah, that does mean a lot. So then now, so with Muay Thai, right? Yeah. And then so you recently last weekend, uh, February twenty eighth. No, not the twenty eighth. It was the twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah, yeah. February twenty second, you won your um, the IKF Northern California light light welterweight title. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, man. Biggest fight so far, man. Oh God. That shit was tough too. Matt Cox, a thirty year old or something like that, man. That guy's tough, man. How did your mom feel about you fighting a thirty year old? Did she know? She didn't care. Oh, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She just she she don't like getting hurt, but she does not see it. everyone's her as a kid mm-hmm. because her 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 eldest son is thirty. Yeah. So yeah. anyone who's like younger than her kid is a child. Right. So every every it's just like another her her kid fighting another kid at mm-hmm. that point. She don't really care that much, man. This yeah that last fight. That last fight was crazy, man. It was like uh, I had just took a loss too before that, and this was a point where I was like, man, I, I want my belt. Everyone's getting a belt. I have yeah. my my goddamn B is class. This, is this yeah. your first belt? This my I had a my B class belt. Oh yeah, so what's the it explain like, what the B class belt for? The, all right, so B class in a U in USMF basically means you have a certain number of fights. I didn't qualify for open class. I mean for A class yet, and there's just people a little out of. I'm not gonna say out of my league, but a little just too experienced for maybe at that point in my mm-hmm. life, right? Last year, <laughs> seems like fucking so long ago. But anyways, so last year I just wasn't experienced enough. I didn't have that many fights under my belt. Yeah. Put me in, put me in B class, and I, I, I did not like my performance, but I won. All right, and I won this B class belt, but it was the only win. Coach says it today, the only win he's ever been mad at. So I was not fucking, obviously not satisfied with that belt. I'm like, bro, this is a shitty ass performance. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, just give me the loss, bro. Just give me the loss, you to be honest. You'd rather take the L then. Yeah, no, I mean, I acted all, you know, happy with the belt and all that. I post for the pace and all that. But I was just like, fuck, bro. I look so bad. That's not me out there. Yeah. It wasn't fighting. My, my, eye, my arms died on me. I couldn't punch. It was just like a, just a clinch match. I hated it, man. Mm-hmm. I hated it, and so I've been wanting a belt. Everyone's getting their fucking belt. Adele got his like two two TKOs in one tournament in Arizona, man, at like twelve years old, and I was like, "Fuck, he's getting the belt." Phil got his Bay Area challenge against a knockout artist who was like undefeated. I was like, "Man, fuck, he's getting the belt too." Mackenzie came through Arizona, fucking swept two opponents with an amazing performance. I'm like, "Man, at least she got her wins in and like her yeah. performance in." Anthony's getting title after title after fucking title, bro. Mm-hmm. 
and every everyone's winning. Everyone's winning except me. I'm winning in the PKBs, and fuck, not technically not. I'm getting disqualified because I'm knocking people out sometimes. For real, you're yeah. knocking people out in the PKB. Yeah, and hey, you're, so not, you're not supposed the, to so do for that. that. For, <laughs> so for the audience, right? So PKBs is point kickboxing, yeah, which is semi contact, semi contact. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, headshots happen, but it's not supposed to be knocked out. Yeah, okay, so, it's like oh, half speed. <laughs> man, I started with my second, my second PKB, my first knockout, bro. My first, uh, my first stoppage. I'm, my first PKB was at our gym, so I had to show a little more respect. But um, then my second PKB outside of our gym was a uh, a coach that you know had different ideals than I. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say nobody's name, but so this this dude and I was like maybe I could just go a little harder, but I felt like. He could not keep up with me at all. I was like, man, I'm classing you right now. Yeah. It is so big of a skill gap. I'm throwing Superman punches. I'm throwing sweeps. Everything's landing. I'm like, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Fuck it. I, I seen a kid do a move at our gym while boxing Adele where he slipped. He he rolled to the left like he was dodging a right hook, but he just used that as a fake. Came over the left hook and threw like a flurry of punches. So I'm like, all right, let me try that. Whoop, dipped. Bop, 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 bop. Throw my flurry. Head kick, Bob. Send him flying again. He come. He's shuffling back. Bop, 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 bop. Slip on my back. Uh, slip. Bop. Head kick again. Uh, the the ref breaks it up. He's like, oh, chill, 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 chill. Tone it down. Same fake. Go up again. Bob. Kick him in the head. This time he goes flying and his fucking head hits the wall. And at that point, the the his coach was like, bro, fuck that. This yeah, is not worth it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was my first stoppage, and I got the DQ. I got disqualified, but I was like, bro, that was dope. Fuck the win. So that, that was, you were like, fuck the win. That gave you the confidence, like, dude, yeah, like, what uh, I'm doing in an actual competition. Yeah, it's, bro, it's really about your own little world. I, in my in my head, I just got my first UFC knockout. <laughs> so so, yeah, so I was yourself. chilling, right? But, you know, it's all about your own little world. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with what other people think. The record, all this bullshit, man. Right, right. So then, so you won. So this is your first belt, beside, um, and then yeah, how, how my was first that real about? title, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. How was that? How was that feeling, bro? Fighting this thirty year old? Because the thing is, there's a difference between you, seventeen. Yeah, you yeah. haven't reached your grown man strength yet. Yeah, and I'm waiting for that shit to come in the mail, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, wait till you reach like 24, 25, bro. You're gonna be unstoppable. Bro, I can't wait. <laughs> so you got another few years, but like, yeah. So you fight this guy. And then, so what's that feeling like when you first won? Like, was it a unanimous decision? What yeah, unanimous decision. All uh, judges scored, I think, three rounds out of five for me. The last two rounds, I just wasn't doing much. I was just eating knees with a mistake. But anyways, so, I mean, I don't know, man. It's not, I'm not going to say it's not as good as you imagine. But mm. it's not the same. It's not like a celebration. It's not like fireworks uh, fucking all these dinner parties, bitches, yeah. and shit, right? It's a sigh of relief. Fuck. All right. I guess I am okay. I guess I am good enough for this. Right, right. Bro, because going up to, bro, if, you, if, if you're a fighter and you don't question if this is for you or not, if you don't question that sometimes because of how you do, then you're not trying hard enough because you haven't faced enough challenges yet. Well. But I'm thinking in my, every once in a while, I'll take a loss like I did in LA, and I'm thinking, man, Maybe this ain't even for me, man. Like, I w- I didn't really entertain the thought, but like some doubts come in your head that maybe no matter how hard I try, maybe it's bullshit what they say. Maybe hard work don't get you everywhere, right? right, right. I was like, man, I tried hard as shit, and I, and I got a little beat up, right? But mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about that during the fight. Obviously, that's fuck terrible mental space to be in. But there's always that small little voice in the back of your head telling you you can't do shit. 
So when I got into that fight, I'm like, everything negative, I was like, fuck you. I was like, fuck that. Fuck every negative thought right now. Fuck that. I refuse to lose. Not here, not now. If I do anything in my life, it's now. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm if anything happens, I'm if I retire after fighting after this, I'm fucking punching this man in the face as hard as I can. For sure. Yeah, and so going in with that mentality, I was like, fuck, I don't accept I'm not accepting failure. I'm not accepting the judges fucking bias decision. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go home this time and coach is gonna tell me, Oh, you know, the judges was fucking rigged it or some shit. Like they didn't like our technique, it was your balance. I'm not going home with that feeling that I could have done a little adjustment and the mm-hmm. dude wasn't actually better than me. I'm gonna go home today with this belt. I'm gonna go home today with this feeling knowing that I, I won this shit fair and square. You left it all on the line. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this, bro." You I, left it all in the ring, bro. Yeah, I was, man. I I'm still not. I mean, I'll never be satisfied with my performance, but eh, I did okay. <laughs> right, you did okay. <laughs> yeah, I did okay. More, more than okay, but you know, I think that's a huge mindset to have is to leave it all in the in the ring, right? Yeah, man. Because I think with any with any situation like that, right? If like you said, like. Like, who's the best performance that you can see in basketball, for example? Michael Jordan left yeah, it all on the court every yeah. single night. And the fact that you Kobe did that. Kobe, R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P., bro. Yeah, man. But that's that's huge. The fact that you, damn, bro. Like, I think that's huge inspiring because the thing is you have that mindset at the age of 17. Yeah, I'm, I don't like to brag about my mindset or anything. Act like, you know, I'm mature and shit because that's just one aspect of life. And it sounds kind of cool because. I'm okay with words and mm-hmm. it's all that shit, but I'm not no better than nobody else, bro. To be honest, because everyone's some, everyone's just good at something else. Right. Bro, I don't know how to fix your car, bro. I I could tell you how to learn martial arts. I can tell you um where my my thoughts have taken me and all that, but that's all I know. I'm just in my little world. I might I might sound older to other people, but I'm ignorant as anyone else. <laughs> right. Showing a lot of humility, bro. Yeah. So essentially, you know, with Muay Thai, right? So what's the next step in your Muay Thai career? Right now. Next step, hopefully after so after this fight, um, it opened up a lot of doors for me this fight here because now they've seen, all right, the kid can fight in the open class. He can fight an adult and he can fight an adult with an experience. Mm-hmm. So now next step is fighting more adults. <laughs> more adults getting more belts. I'm trying to steal every month of Anthony's fucking titles. I'm getting boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh I'm just pointing out that's my own I could never speak up to him like that. But um yeah, I'm gonna try to get some more titles, uh <laughs> I can, I can, I can, so, I gotta get some more titles for me, bro. So for you, like, it's more like, okay, more focus on the amateur belt, not any PKBs or anything like that. Yeah, no, PKBs, PKBs. I just have to get any PKB that comes my way. I have to just get, it's just ring time. Just ring time. Yeah, as many opportunities as you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, people look down on that. The PKBs, like, the fuck is this amateur doing here in the PKB? But fuck, fuck you. Right. And get my work in. That, that's Give me true. somebody. That's true. And then, so what's the next step in terms of, okay, with Muay Thai, you have that goal as yeah, well. Yeah, so. But what I'm, do you want to transition to mixed martial uh, arts? This year, hopefully. This year, hopefully, I'm going to try to get into because martial arts, mixed martial arts is, the good fights are underground when you're a junior. And I'm like, I could just do it legally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just do it legally, wait till I'm 18. So I'm going to just get some, my focus a little more on Muay Thai right now. Uh, I do jujitsu on the side here and there. I'm not doing it right now because my liver got bruised in the last fight. But you know, I'm trying to get some more wrestling, jujitsu, and all that. I'm trying to just get my ground game up and then combine the two together and hopefully see how I do in the cage. Yeah, we're, man, we're looking forward to seeing that, bro. Uh, we really looking are. Looking forward to putting on a show. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, bro. So, quick, quick question. So, with Mace, right? Yeah. Is it will he be affiliated with Mace in terms of keeping up with your Muay Thai? Or yeah, of course. Another? That's gonna always be there. I mm-hmm. feel when I'm in the. UFC or wherever, whatever promotion this path takes me, 
Mason, I I'm praying to God that Mason's always gonna be there with me. For sure. Yeah, I want yeah I want Coach to walk walk out with me every fight, MMA, whatever. I'm, I'm it's my family, bro. I don't want to yeah. leave, man. And then so like, would uh, the question would Mace like actually have MMA fighters in at the gym or like? Yeah. So I'm there's a been a couple. A couple hints at having a couple people going into MMA, right? But no, excuse me, a couple people mm-hmm. going to MMA, but uh, no one really just no one really stuck with the ground game enough to get in there with confidence yet. For sure, because coach coach just won't let us. He won't let us fight MMA unless we're good enough for MMA. And which we're we're not. If someone takes us down, most of us will probably get tapped out. Right. I'm okay with jujitsu, but I, yeah, we just need more experience. And then uh, once I start off, once I once I go into MMA, hopefully it'll inspire more people at the gym to start doing MMA, get some more sparring in with that. For sure, and hopefully one day we get I get some checks and we all contribute a little bit, get a bigger facility, mm-hmm. get a get a cage up in the gym, man, get some or just expand. Damn, yeah, if in terms of expanding, um, I have to ask this, dude. What was one of your favorite fights? Maybe rate your favorite. Oh man, oh I forgot the name of the other dude, but Yusuf Sadiq's contender series fight. Oh man, bro, that was a fight. That shit was so cool, bro. Three rounds. And both fighters was nuts. Mm-hmm. These fighters look so goddamn clean, bro. They, you could hear the thud and then like the crack of every fucking head. They're doing like fucking Tekken moves and shit. Yeah, and it was just like that, bro. I was like, hella skill. bro, it it looked raw as hell. It looked like they <laughs> they they both got in their zone that day. I'm not gonna say like they're the best fighter in the world, but they they did they did their shit that day, bro. Right, right. But well, my but the thing is, question for you, right? What was your favorite favorite fight? That's super influ- influential for you, right? Oh, okay, I so got what you. What are I got your you. favorite fights? My favorite fight that you've been in? Muay Thai fights and or competition in general, or let me just use that word fight in general. Man, let me think. Um, Besides that right hook you gave me on. Saturday, <laughs> <Friday night. laughs> that's funny, bro. One favorite. The last fight has got to be one of them, just because. I felt like it was a huge. It was a another stepping stone in my journey. Finally, I've been waiting to finally reach one of them. Mm-hmm. Step getting into major was one of them. Competing for the first time was one of them. Stepping into amateur, stepping into internationals, all of that was one. Of, all of that was one of them, right? Right. I was waiting for my my next stepping stone for a while, and finally I got it. So you know that was one of my favorite fights. The last one that, that helped you grow a lot as a person. Yeah, I like that helped you grow yeah, as a person. I finally, got, I finally got um a sense of security. Huh in like a sea of uncertainty right you don't know if you're gonna get caught with a lucky shot he could be one of the worst fighters in the world but there's always that uncertainty in a fight that you can lose mm-hmm. you you human just like dude right for sure right you can lose so i'm i'm glad i found a little bit of peace of peace of mind and uncertainty yeah no i feel that man i think that's that's a that's a good point because the thing is it's just like like you were talking about from as much time you've been, you've been training right mm-hmm. now like that you just feel, damn! I finally got it. Now you've got the skill, you got everything, but now it's time to. You feel like it's time to step it up and yeah, finally get out there. Yeah, finally, man. But yeah, it's the it's the mentality that that grew into this, which was cool. Especially that last fight was like uh, I feel like it was like a missing puzzle piece to my head game. It's just that having complete peace of mind in, uncer- in uncertainty because you can't do being stressed about it uh, does not benefit you. So having that peace of mind and uncertainty, and just relying and just working, and leaving the rest up to up to God and all that, yeah. I, I just found much more, you know, tranquility in that. Right, right. 
Hey man, so just want, like we're kind of getting right winding down with our conversation right yeah. now. But one thing is right. How would you kind of explain your fighting style? Huh, fighting style. Uh, I, like when I'm seeing like how you like how you're lying on the feet, you're always moving like you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's that's always been there because of Kajakembo. Mm-hmm. Uh, point fighting is like the main type of sparring that we did. It wasn't it wasn't like Muay Thai where it's rounds. It's a uh, you touch them, you mm-hmm. you hit them somehow, you you land a strike. And uh, you get a point, you stop, you break, you get back to your positions, you reset. So it's all based on just speed and dodging. Mm-hmm. So you can fl- throw flutter kicks, and they're not doing no damage. But if they touch this headgear, you get two points or some shit like right, that, right? right? So speed and the speed that you see now, I'm not naturally fast or nothing like that. But Kaja Kembo and point fighting really ingrained footwork, um, mm-hmm. jitteriness, and like speed into my style. And then also it ingrained my hands being down, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> but my hands, like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you, you light with your feet, bro. And then, so I, another question I want to have to ask is like, what's the advice for people that want to get into martial arts but feel like they kind of like don't know where to start, right? Man, just start anywhere, anywhere local. Get somewhere in the game. There's some shady gyms out there right now, but hey, if you're in California, the Bay Area, come through Mesh. That's the best one out right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, anywhere to start, depending on the age group. So for the youngest kids, maybe start with something like jiu-jitsu because I feel like jiu-jitsu coaches have like a ton of compassion. So it's a good place for um, for like the youngest age to start, I think. Right. Start off with jiu-jitsu, get some confidence up, get that respect ingrained in the, the, the martial artist idea of hum- humility and all that. A lot of that is alive in jiu-jitsu. One of the most... Uh, one of the most thriving mentalities of martial art is in jiu-jitsu i think uh, at least in america because there's some i'm not gonna generalize but there's a lot of shady just corporate just business focused dojos mm-hmm. out there so right. i feel like jiu-jitsu is a nice place to start for kids uh, young um when you're getting a little older like nine years old or something like that i think you could go straight into um, something a little more full contact boxing i think is a great place to start mm-hmm. for a lot of people because of the uh the movement specifically and just people kind of naturally know kind of how to punch because of just growing up you might have gotten to a fight seen a movie sure. something like that punching is the first thing you usually learn so boxing would be a good place to start or wrestling if they have it at your school wrestling would be a great place to start the footwork of wrestling is um the pace is right that's um it Focuses a lot on timing. One of the mm-hmm. hardest things to develop as a fighter, timing. Right. So wrestling develops that. Also, the fucking cardio of wrestling is nuts. It's like a NFL players. Mm-hmm. So wrestling, jiu-jitsu, or boxing, I think, are a pretty good place to start. I'm, I don't really want to say Muay Thai is a good place to start. Really? Just because most gyms in America are so tied to tradition of the ties, standing in one place and um, having a fight that's based on gambling right, right which is just putting on a show standing still and eating eating, yeah, yeah, eating yeah. shots right and so i don't want to say muay thai is the best place to start because there's going to be people in the area who's just going to go to the next muay thai gym and it's going to be like all the other ones just mm-hmm. tra- you want to be tied actually question with that right how would you say traditional thai gyms are compared to mesh's man i mean in america uh, traditional thai gyms in america um i think they're not a I don't want to generalize, but the 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 one the, the ones that I have in my head, it's just not original, mm-hmm. and they're so tied to this idea of just copying what the ties do and copying their movements and looking a certain way, 
and just keeping to one code and all that. And like I've I've as like I've always said, right. fuck you, I could beat your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you, I could win. That's the that's the idea. I can yeah. be better than you in this moment. And you know, I just think it's a little close mind. It's just close minded. Again, that's just the worst thing to be at all times. Ignorance or be, sorry, not ignorance because it's always gonna be ignorance, but just being close minded. And it's like um, so single-minded with a really just uh, a, a small small lens looking mm-hmm. through. I think it's just not a good place to be in any ex- aspect of life, whether right, it be like right. cultural understanding, uh, social interaction, For sure. um, financial knowledge, all that. Man, I think um, that's important because the thing is we were talking about before, right? Is that there's no one martial art that someone should be like, this is my yeah. discipline. This Bruce is Lee. Bruce with. Lee always called it the actually, way of no way. Yeah. The, the, yes, the, the way, way of no, no way. Because the thing is, I actually watched a YouTube video that explained it in terms of Conor McGregor picking up on it. I'm actually yeah. show you the video. That's why a lot of people, bro, any successful person will tell you that there's no right way to do it. There's just your way to do it. But you just got to get it done. Yeah. And Bruce Lee himself didn't like Jeet Kune Do. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the fact that he invented a martial arts because it implied one way of doing something. Right. And so you got to learn, like Uncle Iroh from Avatar said, you got to learn from all the elements, bro. <laughs> I love Uncle Iroh. Bro, you remember he was, he was uh, teaching how, um, like, he was to redirect, yeah, lightning, to redirect through, lightning through chi. Through, 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 through chi, but <laughs> yeah. it was through, like, uh, water bed movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damn, okay, yeah. I'm going to get that. I, I, we'll talk more about that. Bro, I there. love top, top show out of, like, almost everything. If you actually want to get a martial arts and you want to actually you want to find inspiration besides watching UFC, Watch Avatar the Last Airbender. Really, bro, I'm telling you, I think that's one of the biggest inspirations I had in martial Hell arts. Yeah. Avatar the goddamn Last Airbender, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. The movie fucking ass. But, <laughs> the, 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 the Airbender movie, bro. I know, bro. I that know. That shit was hey, but, garbage, hey, bro. Hey, Princess Yue was bad in that movie. Though, hey, man. Princess Yue was bad, You ain't lying. Okay, we're going to bring it back all down. Right, all right, all right. Bring it back down. But anyways, yo, so before we leave, man, I got to just ask one more question. What brings out your A-game? My A game, man. Oh shit! I think it's. I don't know, man. It's hard to describe it to one thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a multitude. Maybe of uh, I'll describe it more like um. Kind of like a voice, my own voice in my head, but it's not. It's not like me. Right. It's like. At the end of my life, I've lived. I've lived for so many moments, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's accumulation of like all those moments and all that knowledge and all that. And then from that perspective, you know, like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Really, that it keeps me on track. But then, then there's motivation from all over the place. Then there's things like one, I don't like getting beat up, for <laughs> sure, man. For, for sure. real, like I lost a lot of fights when I was a kid, and I got jumped before, so that's not fun. But, yeah, I got jumped at a bunch of gas stations, and um, got jumped out of basketball parks and that kind of stuff. All that, so a bunch of stuff leads into things. Wrestling with my brothers and all mm-hmm. that. Um, the idea of a martial artist having so much self-respect and humility and just it was like the opposite of everything i didn't want to be as as i spent even as a small child just yeah. a martial artist it was like i was insecure as a kid i was really insecure about like everything i was a crybaby too i was, I was soft right mm-hmm. and the martial the idea of a martial artist was just the complete opposite of me everything that i didn't want to be like a martial artist wasn't right so that idea in my head just never went away because, you know, the, mar- the martial artists that I consider true martial artists, I still look up to. Like, I've, there's never been a point in my life where I'm like, I still can't, you know, take lessons from them. Like, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee, that's a real martial artist as opposed to a fighter 
who's going up in the pros right now who can just knock people out. Yes. Like, that's a true martial artist. Someone who, who's gained philosophy and gave life perspective and lenses through martial arts and a way of fighting. Right, right. So, I just knew, I was like, man, if that's where people find some type of truth, I can't find truth in nothing at this point. And just go with that. Man, yo, that, that's real saving right there, man. Yo, Jabril. I appreciate you coming on to the show. I appreciate you for man. having me for sure, man. Uh, man I've, I love training with you, man. You've been, Likewise. like to say, thank you for being a great teammate and great friend to me. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing where you, you know, where your future lies you know, yeah, in man. the near future. Invite me anytime you want. I'll be here. I'll be up to talk all the time, man. I appreciate you, bro. All, all right, right, bro. Thank you for another episode of A-Game Talks. I'm here in Foster. See you. Peace.